Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. We have an awesome guy speaking tonight. His name is Singe. All right, let's make him feel welcome. (laughs) That was the best intro I've ever had, I think. How's everybody doing tonight? Are you guys having a good night? That was a pretty resounding yes. I'm impressed with that. Who likes hot chocolate? I like hot chocolate very much also. We had hot chocolate at media night on Wednesday night, by the way, so make sure you get there. Uh, My name is Singe. If you don't know me, uh, hi, guys. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Singe. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm sure most of you would know me anyway. That's all good. Um, Hey, I'm here to talk to you and introduce a new series tonight that we're starting, which is a little bit exciting. I'm pretty excited about it. And some people, I don't know, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be real honest with you, like right up the front. I don't know if you're like all going to be like as excited about it once you find out what it is, but we'll see how we go. So that's like an exciting, it's like everyone's on the edge now. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, what is he going to talk about? It's exciting. I'm excited. Hey, I do want to give you some background because it might seem like a bit of a funny series. We'll get to what it is. But uh, some of you might know, we did a series at the end of last year where we talked about all the different values that Gateway have and the values we have as Gateway Youth. And so these are the things that inform what we do, how we decide what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about, why we run youth, why we run church. We have a set of five values that tell us why we, why we run our church and how we run it. And they are fun, growth, excellence, relevance, and encouragement. That's the five. Um, and tonight, I want to talk to you just real quick about relevance. Now, I, relevance is one of my favorite values of this church because, you know, I, the God that I follow isn't a God who's like far out there And has all these crazy things going on and saying all these crazy things to me, but isn't interested in what happens in my day-to-day life. The God that I've chosen to follow is interested in every aspect of my actual, real, day-to-day life. Spirituality isn't over here as a part. He is a part of my everyday life. And because he's a part of my everyday life, we believe in meeting you guys where you are at in life. We believe in coming alongside you no matter what is going on in your life and just trying to help you figure out how to get through it. Because being a teenager is hard. Got bad news, being an adult is hard also. But you guys are teenagers, so let's stick with being a teenager is hard. And really the reason we do it is because Jesus Jesus was there for me where I was at. And he is still there for me where I am at, because I am not perfect. I don't have this all together. Whoever was at church on Sunday would have heard me talking about the fact that I don't have it all together yet. We're all here to learn together. You're not here, we're not here like because I've got all the answers and you're just going to learn from me. We're all here, we're learning together. The things that I'm sharing with you are not things that I magically knew or that handed down on high. These are the things that I've learned along the way following Jesus. So we are starting a series called Unmentionable. It's kind of like a thing, but we're specifically going with Unmentionable NSFW. Now, now some of you may be like, oh yeah, NSFW, I'm like totally on top of that. And then there'll be like a bunch of you who are like, what the hell is that? Sinjin is such a nerd. This is some sort of internet thing. And the answer is yes, it is some sort of internet thing. And it's me desperately trying to stay relevant when I'm actually just getting really old. Um, 
Look, NSFW, it comes from, who here has ever been on a website called Reddit? Has anyone ever been on? Yeah, there's a few people here who have been on Reddit. If I wanted to sum up real quick for you what Reddit is all about, what happens is you get on Reddit and then a little while later you hop off Reddit and all that's really happened in the middle is that you have less time than when you were started. That pretty much sums up what happens on Reddit is you just lose time there. And Reddit is just, it's kind of this voting website. People submit links, you know, to like videos of cats and stuff like that. And you go on, then you can vote them up. And anyway, there's all the stuff that goes on. But one of the things that's a part of Reddit is the NSFW tag. And the NSFW tag, they use it, they put it on things that like have nudity in them or like sex things or like really gory things. It's stands for not safe for work. They're trying to warn you, like, don't click on this link when you're at work or when you're at school. I would go further. Maybe just don't click on that link ever. But that's why we called it this. So to sum it up, we called it NSFW because in this series, we are talking about relationships and what I have very maturely summed up, sex stuff, okay? So we're talking about relationships and sex stuff. So here's what I'm saying. Like, we're not on board. Everyone's not like... No, everyone's not like froth in this series. Everyone's not like, yeah, this is going to be the best. Get around. Everyone's not like that. Everyone's totally not on board with me right now. Everyone's like, get off, Sinjin. Stop talking about this. Because the thing is that, the thing when it comes to this sort of stuff is it can seem kind of unmentionable, right? This is like a part of our life we typically keep a secret. And especially that we don't talk about with adults. Like it's kind of a tricky part of of our lives. But the first thing I want to talk about tonight is who decided that this stuff was unmentionable? Who said that you as teenagers had to figure this all out by yourself, individually, every single time there's a teenager in the world, when there's millions of people who have already gone through being a teenager and had to deal with these issues? Who decided this was going to be unmentionable and that you guys weren't going to be able to get help in dealing with this stuff? I don't know who that guy is, but if I ever found him, I'd punch him in the face. Who decided? Because here's the thing. Here's the reality. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I can tell you that the things I'm talking about tonight and the things that we're talking about in this series, like I said, spirituality isn't way out there. The things that we're talking about in this series, and for some of you, this is going to be a revelation. Some of you are like the nice church kids that I was when I was growing up. You're going to be like, what? But like some of the things that we're talking about here, when we're talking about issues that are going on with sexting, that's happening to people in this room. I know that for a fact. When we talk about people who are struggling with pornography, I know for a fact that that is going on in this room and that is something that people are struggling with. When we talk about people trying to figure out just when is it right to start dating, it's not like a big thing like sexing or whatever, but I know for a fact that there's people in this room trying to figure this out. So who said that in a church, just because we follow God, we're not allowed to talk about what the real issues facing teenagers are? So you know what? We are a church and a youth group that values relevance and we are going to talk about them. Thank you. Uh, We can feel like this stuff is a bit personal, like we have to keep it a bit of a secret. Now, I'm not suggesting that we turn this into dinner conversation that we have with every single person we ever meet, right? That's certainly not the road I'm going down. But I also don't think we should keep our questions or our struggles a secret when it comes to this area. I don't think that's the best way to live. I'm not saying we make a dinner conversation, but I'm saying there should be people we talk about this from. There should be people we get advice about this stuff from. We should be able to talk about it in church because it's a part of life, right? So here's what I am suggesting. 
Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm suggesting. You might disagree with me, but here's what I'm suggesting. When we're uninformed about issues, like these issues, we make bad decisions. That doesn't just go for teenagers. That goes for everyone. If we leave ourselves uninformed about things, we will typically make bad decisions about those things. Because really, we're taking a punt, aren't we? If we don't know anything about it, we're kind of going, I've got five options. That's 20% an option. Like, you're moving forwards on 20, 20%. I wouldn't make any business decisions on 20%. And because of that, because we don't, we don't know what's going on about some of this stuff, especially I don't know what's going on about everything in my life, that's why it's good to have a trusted older person who has already faced the issues that you're facing. And maybe they won't be exactly the same, but get, I, I mean, I feel like I've said this a few times, if you will, but like I used to be a teenager. I know it's like hard to see right now. And I like there's other youth leaders here, like the other youth leaders here, they also used to be slash still are teenagers. So we do kind of have an idea of what's going on. Here's what it comes down to. I don't think that you should have to make the mistakes that I've already made. And I reckon the other youth leaders would say the exact same thing. And you know what? I know some of you, you're going, oh, that's fine. I talk to people about this. I talk to my friends. Like, I'm way more comfortable talking about this stuff with my friends. Like, I'm sorry, your friends. But <laughs> the truth is, like, no matter what it seems like, no matter how many answers they seem to have, no matter how much they seem to have their life together, they've only been in the world for as long as you, and they've only been trying to figure these things out for as long as you. They're not the best people to go to for advice. Now, it is great to have people who are in the same time of life as you to travel with, but I'm talking about who you actually take advice from, who helps you, who helps you make decisions. That can't just be your friends because they're in the same spot as you are. So tonight, I want to start challenging some of the thoughts that you might have about relationships and romance. We're going to unpack some of these things more specifically in future weeks. That might be a little bit scary, but I'm telling you, just come along. Just come and listen to what we have to say. I'm going to get to this in a minute, but you don't even have to agree with us. All I'm saying is come along and have a listen. But here's some things. Here's some myths I want to bust. Number one myth I want to bust because I'm basically Adam Savage. Number one, that's not on the script, by the way. That was just boom off the top of my head. All right, just trying to lighten the mood, guys. <laughs> Number one, you don't have to make the same decisions that your friends are making. And sometimes it feels like we do, but you do not. And your decisions about relationships and romance shouldn't be made by your boyfriend, girlfriend, or crush on your behalf. You make your decisions about how you are going to live your life. You might have heard that as soon as you start noticing girls or boys, that you're ready to date. What if I told you that might not be true? You might have heard that a girlfriend can help fill that hole in your life and make you happy because all of a sudden you'll have this person you can share with on that deeper level. What if I told you that maybe that's not true? You might have heard that porn is all good and that old people who say that it's not are just old and that it's totally fine. What if I told you that maybe that's not true? You might have heard that sexting is okay and you might as well give it a crack because it's in secret and best case scenario, you get a dirty picture. It's not hurting anyone, right? What if I told you that maybe that's not true? 
you might have heard that sex and love are the same thing. That if you really love someone, then of course you'll be doing sexual stuff with them. What if I told you that maybe that's not true? You know what? I might get in trouble for this, but I, I want to be real honest with you. I'm not even asking you to make the same decisions about these issues that I might make. In fact, what's important to me is not so much what decisions you make, although I do care about that. Like, I love you. I want to see you guys make good decisions. But what matters to me is not so much what decisions you make, but that you make decisions. Because I know from being a teenager and from dealing with teenagers for a long time that far too many teenagers float through their high school years just doing whatever feels good at at the time, doing whatever their friends tell them they should do, just whatever's going on, peer pressure, whatever. They say it's okay. I reckon it's okay. You just float through life. And then at 18 or 19, you look at yourself and you go, this is not what I pictured. This is not who I thought I was going to be when I was a 14-year-old. I've turned into someone I didn't plan to be. And you know what people say to me when they get there? They go, Singe, I don't know how I got here. How did I, I, don't, I don't know how I got here. And that's why I want you guys to make decisions. Don't float through life. I'm going to talk to you tonight. I'm like expecting to hear like maybe a little bit of a sigh from some of the boys right now. But I'm going to talk to you about the principle of the path. And like there's been some stuff going on lately. And I've been talking about the principle of the path nonstop with like a million people. So if you're like preparing to tune out because I've already spoken to you in the last sort of six weeks about the principle of the path. I'm not saying that this is the case. But I'm just putting it out there at this point that maybe... God's still prodding me about it because you need to hear about it again. Anyway, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know if that's true or not, but God's just still prodding me. And I was this week, I was praying. I'm like, God, seriously, the principle of the path again. I've been talking about this nonstop for six weeks. He was like, Sinjin, just do it. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> that's what real prayer life is like, guys. It's succinct. Um, <laughs> when you're a bloke, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, ah. Uh, Okay, no, but often I do end up in these conversations with young people, and it can be over all sorts of things. I don't know how I ended up here is how it often ends. Hey, Singe, I've just been caught out for sexting and getting pictures back. I don't know how I got here. I never planned to be involved in this. Hey, Singe, I've gone too far with my girlfriend. I don't know how I got here. I never meant to go this far. I had a plan. I was never going to go here. Hey, Singe, I just got in another fight with my parents. This is not what I was aiming for. I wasn't planning to end up here. How did I end up here? And we feel like we don't know. But I can tell you how. The principle of the path is this. If you start walking down a path, you end up at the end of the path. Okay, it's pretty straightforward. I'm not like, okay, I know everyone's expecting something real profound, but it's not happening. Sorry, guys. So like if I start walking across the stage... And I do nothing to change my direction. I take one step, and I take another step, and I take another step. Everyone's like, where's he going? I don't know. Where's he going to end up? He can end up anywhere. He can end up in the kitchen. He can end up in his office. He can end up in the back of the room. No, he's on the other side of the stage. Who would have thought, right? The truth is that when we get somewhere and we say, I don't know how I ended up here, with a few questions, I can normally get someone who's on this side of the stage because I've walked across it. You turn around and you look back where you came from, And you got here one step at a time from where you were beforehand. One step at a time, you walked down a path, and now for some reason you are shocked that you're at the end of that path. 
I'm not trying to make you sound dumb because I've done the exact same thing. This is what humans seem to be capable of, is being shocked about how they got there. But this is the principle of the path. And I've explained it a little bit negatively already. But the great thing about the principle of the path is that it works for us positively as well. Let me give you an example from my life. So a few years ago, God starts prodding me about taking youth ministry a bit more seriously, right? I'm like, not that there's anything wrong with them, like, I'm like a garden variety youth leader. I like coming on Friday nights, I hang out, go watching people play footy games. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the thing that I do. And then I've got a job, and I love my job. Anyone who's heard me crapping on about technical things knows that I love my job, right? And I have always wanted to finish school and go do my job and get paid for doing something that I love. And that is, in fact, what is happening. I'm basically living the dream, doing the job that I always wanted to do flying around Australia and getting paid for it, right? It's a pretty good deal. And God starts prodding me and going, no, Sinjin, you've got to take this more seriously. Youth is what I made you for. Now, right now, this is what I made you for. You need to do more. And so the more seriously I looked at where I was going, when I started going, okay, God, maybe this is where you're taking me. If this is where we're headed, I start looking down the path. I start going, right, where do I want to go? I'm not headed that way. So over there, at the moment I'm walking this way, I'm walking towards my career and my job that I love. I'm going this way. And youth work, it's not like total, it's not like behind me, but it's kind of like over here a little bit. Now, if I keep walking down this path, I'm not doing any better on youth work. And so I start taking one step at a time, right? Get a bit more serious about reading my Bible. Okay, I'm going to have to get this in me if I'm going to help people. I'm going to have to get rid of some habits from my life. Take another step. I'm going to have to start some other habits. Take another step. And then God prods me, and this one hurts. I was talking to Andrew about it the other day. This one hurts. He says, go study. Oh, I don't know if any of you, I don't think any of you can relate. I'm pretty sure none of you will be able to relate to me on this, but like, I don't like studying. I don't know if anybody here is on board. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys all love it, but like, God says, no, go study. Go study, Sinjin. Take a step. I start a two-year course. But there's a get out of jail free in the middle of it, right? After one year, I'm thinking like, maybe this is the go. Maybe I don't have to do two years. Maybe this is the trick. Maybe I get out halfway through. God says, no, you're doing the second year. (sighs) Fine. Take another step. One step at a time, I was choosing a path for my life that was different to the one that I was on. And you know, broadly speaking for me, do you know what's at the end of the path? You know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at Jesus. I'm going, Jesus, where are you taking me? You have to be at the end of the path that I'm following. If I ever look down the path and I don't see you, then I'm on the wrong path. And Jesus, remind me of that. It doesn't have to be like that. Maybe you're like big path, you know, the main path for your life. Maybe that doesn't have Jesus at the end right now. Uh, see, I snuck that in. That was good. No, maybe it's not you. I don't know. Or maybe you don't even, you're not even ready to have like a big thing at the end of your path. Maybe it's like little things for you. Like I want to be a better friend. How do I change my path so I do that, right? I do want to be better at my Bible reading. How do I change my path? I want to do better in my, I want to do better in my studies. How do I change my path? How do I start going that way? Here's some things I'll encourage you to think about. Number one, play the long game, not the short game. You've got to be looking at the end of the path. You can't be looking at which step is easier to take right now. You've got to be looking at where do I want to go? Where is this path leading me? 
And the way you do that, the way I think you guys should do that, is start thinking about the sort of person you want to be when you're 20. Because typically, like I was saying, this is what happens. Around 18, 19, people go, I don't know how I got here. This is not who I intend. When I saw myself as an adult, I didn't picture this. So think about who you want to be when you're 20. Now, don't stress about it necessarily. You don't have to be there. You're teenagers. You're on the journey. And you're still going to make some mistakes along the way no matter what. So don't, like, freak out and be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I've just got to be the perfect person on 20. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to lose sleep because you're not that person. But I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you that the paths you start or have already started are already leading you to who you're going to be when you're 20. Whatever paths you're on, they might be good or bad. I'm not saying it's all bad, but I'm saying whatever paths you are on right now, if you don't, if you don't step off them, and maybe there's some you don't need to step off, but whatever paths you're on, you can look down the barrel of those paths and you can have a look at the sort of person you're going to be when you're 20 and decide whether you like the look of that or not. The Bible says this about decisions that we make in life. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Hey, we know this is true. This isn't like some far out spiritual concept. Like I'm an adult. I'm allowed to go to the pub after youth and get blackout drunk, right? There's no one to stop me. Nobody can, like I'm allowed to do that. But I don't think there's many people here who suggest that it's like a good decision for me, is it? Just because I'm allowed doesn't mean I should. And so here's, here's the good news. Here's the really good news, in fact. It doesn't matter what paths you've chosen in the past. It doesn't matter what paths you are on right now. It doesn't matter where you're headed or when you look down the barrel of those paths and think about who you're going to be when you're 20. It doesn't matter what you see because at any point you can take your first step down another path. Whatever it is, whether it's a big thing or a little thing that you want to get a little bit better at, take your first step down that path. Like I said, that might be something small. It might be be a better friend, be more helpful at home, be better at my schoolwork, be better in my Bible reading. Or it might be something big. It might be something we end up discussing in the next few weeks. But before we get into some of those issues, I just really wanted to share with you this principle so that if something comes up for you the next week, you actually know how to respond to it, that you can make a decision, that you're not beholden to the choices you've made in the past. So let me finish up with... Two questions to ask if you want to change your path, no matter what it's about. Here's the two questions you can ask. Number one is, what's the first step that I can take? What is the first thing that I can do? And the second question I would encourage you to ask, which comes back to what I was talking about a bit earlier on, is who can help me on that path? Who can help me make this? Who can give me advice? Who's walked this path before and can help me avoid some of the detours? Let me pray for you real quick. Hey, God, we just thank you so much that you are interested in every part of our life. God, we thank you that we can come before you and talk about everything we face, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. And Lord, thank you so much that we can choose a new path 
Every time we feel like we're not headed where we want to, thank you that we can choose to head down a new road. Lord, we just pray that you are speaking to these young people in the coming weeks. Lord, we pray that you're speaking to us as leaders in these coming weeks, God, about things you might want us to adjust. Lord, we just pray that every youth in this room and who is in this room in the future gets something out of the series, God. We just thank you so much. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.